Today on Karina and Kirsten Get to Work, we are riffing on Season 1, Episode 11, The Crushing Burden, and we're talking about time management, and we swear it is not going to be boring. It won't be boring. When or we, tedious. No. When have we ever been so boring? boring? We're not boring. Welcome to Karina and Kirsten Get to Work. I'm Karina Hoyer. And I'm Kirsten Barron. And we're happy you are here. As you know, Kirsten and I are here talking into these microphones about women and work. And we want your work to be meaningful and joyous and satisfying. And so we're hoping that by listening to what we have to say, we can help you create just a little bit of that. Yeah? In your workplace. In your workplace. And your life. From your ears into your heart. Into your soul. Into your pocketbook. Send me some money. Just joking. I don't know where that came from. (laughs) What's going on, Kirsten? Okay. So I am sitting a little askew in my chair and I just want to let you know that I had, I'm going to call it an incident last weekend. I was sitting at my- I don't, sorry to laugh, but it's just looking at you physically, just a little bit cockeyed, a little askew in your chair. A little askew. It's worth talking about. So I'm sitting at my kitchen table- Early Sunday morning, and I'm working because, you know, we're going to talk about this today, but I like to eat my big hairy frog first. Mm-hmm. And I had some stuff I didn't want to do, and so I sat down at the kitchen table to do it, and I see my dog go bolting across our deck. And I know that she is – because she's been running up and barking at people and charging them. She's lovely. She won't bite. I don't care. That is not my dog. My dog is not charging at barking at people. We yeah. just do not do that. We need to get take care of that. We need to take care of that business. But as any dog person knows, it's early intervention. Like once the behavior starts, it's really hard to stop it. So I am like, oh my gosh, she's going to do it. She's going to charge them. And so I have my legs crossed under the table. And so I throw myself, I throw my hands on the table. I launch myself (laughs) up to rush out the door and I don't get my left foot underneath of me. Mm. So I basically shoot myself out (laughs) parallel across the kitchen and onto the floor. Oh my God. Literally. And as I have said, this is a lot of girl to be coming down, you know, totally on the left side. Like there's no cushion. There's no spring. There's no. Yeah. This is a hardwood floor. This is not a trampoline floor. This is my hardwood floor. So hand. Oh, what do we call this? Haunch. My haunch. (laughs) (laughs) I got my hand. I got my haunch and I got my foot. Okay. So I am laying on the floor and honestly, I'm in a tremendous amount of pain and which is not funny, but I'm like, damn it. The guests are going to walk past the, they're going to go past the porch. They're going to look in the glass door and they're going to see me laying on my floor in my pajamas, writhing in pain. So I shove myself Back into the corner of the kitchen behind the island so nobody can see me. I was like, just let me lay here and pull my you-know-what together. (laughs) So suffice it to say, I did pull my you-know-what together. And for just to like, what do you call that? What do you call this bruise? This hematoma. Yeah. I have a hematoma on my haunch that looks like <laughs> a purple cantaloupe was smashed on my haunch. I have it's so never, impressive. It is so impressive. I can't fully bear weight on it yet. Yeah. First of all, I'm crying. I'm laughing so hard at this story, especially picturing you not only shooting yourself out of a cannon shooting myself onto out of a the cannon. floor, but then having to like scoot. I scooched. 
scooched over and hide. Right. Because I'm prideful. Not like flag down the, you know, neighbor, like help me get up. No, no. no. Please just ignore me. Do not even look at me. me. Just let me suffer. Let me lay here. Because God forbid if somebody were to actually see me. That's far more horrifying than my pain. (laughs) But that bruise, you poor woman. You poor woman. Do you have, and it's at a place where, you know, you got some bragging rights. You can I got some show it. Rights. You can show yeah. it. I've seen it. It's a, it's, it's a massive bruise. It's a massive bruise. My daughter, my daughter takes pictures of it every few days and sends them to the family. <laughs> she does. She like says, look at mama's bruise now. Oh, you poor woman. It's all It's good. hard. The falling is hard and then feeling vulnerable. It was a bell of mindfulness, Karina. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big and bell of mindfulness. Oh my gosh. Maybe I, I should slow down. Maybe you should slow down. Which leads us to our topic. Maybe you today. should manage your time better here. Maybe I should slow down. Let's talk about time management. Oh my gosh, I know. Well, it is funny. We talked about how women, especially, juggle a whole bunch of stuff. Incidentally, you stopped yourself when you're telling that story. You said, I got to get my stuff together because you didn't want to say a cuss word because whatever. But you know, one of the phrases I used to use at work a lot instead of get your shit together, I used to say, get your poop in a group. Get your poop in a group. You don't have to believe, you don't have to believe that one, you know, just so you know. Okay. It's descriptive for me. Is it? I don't want to see poop in a group. Like I, when you said that, I was like, no, I don't want to see that anybody's poop in a group. Nope. Okay. Okay. Just, all right. Back to the topic. Good try. We juggle a whole bunch of stuff, right? And, and we talked about some of this in The Crushing Burden. Right. And really that show, episode 11, was about just more an acknowledgement. And guilt. And how do we manage Yeah. Like, guilt? how would you manage guilt? And how do we, and just to say, yes, ladies, we are with you. We all feel this on some level and have to manage it. Today is really more about talking about how to manage time and not just release yourself from that burden, but really figure out what are the tools and tricks to manage your time better. Yeah. I mean, really, for me, it is more like, how do you manage the crushing burden? Yeah. And that is time management. But I just think it's a deeper question. And what, how many minutes are on the clock? Right. Which you were doing a... Oh, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you did the Marie Kondo in your Marie head. I Marie Kondoed my life. Oh, right? your life. Yeah. My life, which was Marie Kondoing my head, right? Yeah. And how is that? You know, I'm going to give myself a little bit of grace here. Sure. And I'm going to say that it's like yoga. It's mm. like practicing yoga. You know, sometimes when you do yoga, you put yourself up on one foot and you fall over. Yep. Right. Sometimes you can't reach your hand behind your back or over your head or wherever it's supposed to be. And it's just like, okay, well, that's where I am today. So I am going to be graceful with myself, but a lot of failure, honestly. Really? A lot of trying to manage. Yeah. Okay. So let's recap. So you were trying to really cut down on the number of things that you said yes to. You did this big evaluative process Mm -hmm. where you tried to understand where you spend your time and what you value and if they were aligned. And you're saying to me now that after months and months of this practice, that you're not nailing it as well as you thought you would be? Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I think there are a number of factors, which is why I'm trying to give myself some grace, right? Things change all the time. So there's like two new things, two big new things that weren't there when I did this several months ago, right? I will give myself some credit because I did agree to say no to some things, which I did say no to, mm-hmm. right? But I still find myself in, you know, I'm oversubscribed. I'm oversubscribed by 20 hours right. in the month. Is it 20 hours a month or 20 hours a week? Oh, I'm going to say, I, I don't know. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, yeah. If you're going to Marie Kondo your head, I think you're going to have to answer that question. I know. I know. I really think if I'm – it probably isn't 20 hours a week, Karina, and it probably isn't 20 hours a month. If I really 
it's probably more like 40 hours a month, probably 10 hours a week of time that I'm oversubscribed. Like I need 26 hours in the day. Right. Right. So uh, before we talk, I don't know why I made that noise. It just made me sound like I was disgusted with you, but it's not, (laughs) I'm not, I'm just so intrigued by this. I am so intrigued by this because you and I have a different approach. We have just a very different approach. And right now we have very different lives in some ways. You're at the height of your career and very, very successful. And I'm trying to start in some new endeavors. So I'm not as busy. I have had a very large job. You had a big job. And a very, yeah, a very big job. 70 employees. Yeah, it was like 50. When you count everybody. Yeah, it was a lot of people. Tons of volunteers. But even at the height of that job and other big jobs that I've had, I don't think that I've ever managed my time in the same way that you have. And I want to be crystal clear. She's trying to say mismanaged my time. No, I was supposed to say, I want to be crystal clear. I do not want to imply that I did a better job. This is not a value judgment, right? It's just different. Mm -hmm. Because whatever it is you created for yourself, you created. And it had to work for you. And if it still works for you, that's great. But if it's not working for you, there must have been something that motivated you to look at this Marie Kondo exercise and kind of ratchet back how much time you're spending on things that you don't necessarily value. So the only reason I- Or that I value less. I might value them. I just value them less. And that's the hard part, right? I want to make sure that I get this point across, which is you and I are very different in the way that we manage our time. I do not place value on one better than the other, but because there was something that motivated you to evaluate your own situation or experience, I'm going to assume- That you wanted it to change. Yes. That it wasn't working for you entirely. And I think for all the reasons that everybody can assume, right? Stress, health, being frantic, feeling pulled in so many directions, right? All those things we talked about in The Crushing Burden and not just my guilt around things I wasn't doing well or doing, but honestly, my guilt around not caring for myself. Right. Right? So how did you get to this point? How did you get to this point where you needed an extra 10 hours in the week? So I have a number of values. Like I have values that are really important to me, things that are really, really important to me, my job, my family, my friends, and my community. So being a part of my community and volunteering, it is not as important as my family, obviously, but it is probably as important as my job. Mm -hmm. You know, it probably is. And you give a lot of time to your community. And it's really meaningful to me. And it's a big community. And as a lawyer and with the experiences I have, I have things that people need that not everybody can give. Mm -hmm. Like I can't just say, oh, yeah, get somebody else to bring the cake, right? Because not everybody can provide the kind of things I can provide. Well, yeah, and that's a poor example because other people could bring the cake. But what you're saying is the very specific advice. Yeah. Or a willingness to provide it for free. A willingness free. to provide it for free or to show up and listen or mm-hmm. whatever it happens to be. Right. So you got to this place where you feel like there is way more to be done in a day than you have time for because you have said yes to job, family, community. Friends. Friends. And All of which I value so deeply and I hold so dear. Right. And I think a lot of people are in, exa- mm-hmm. in that exact place. I'm not. I Yeah. No, I think it's more common than not. It is. Yeah. I have every single friend I think that I have, I can think of, they have jobs that they're huge. They're mm-hmm. big jobs. We're, prof- you know, like we're at this point in our lives where our 
professional careers are big. It's hard to confine them to a nine to five. Mm-hmm. They bleed out into the evenings. Mm-hmm. And early it's hard mornings, to combine. Weekends. And it's hard to limit your family to the hours that aren't nine to five. No. Like your family sometimes needs stuff during the day. Uh, yeah, absolutely. The community sometimes needs stuff during the day, right? And the bigger your family, which you have, have a big family. I have this enormous family. The bigger the community and what comes with a big family and a lot of connections in the community, come, you know, is this mm-hmm. larger community. And so it's an interesting thing to dive into. And then you look at me who maybe one of the reasons that I have far more time in a day available for discretionary things or for myself is because my world is smaller. Well, you say no. But I think my world is smaller because I say no. You say no. And I'm not saying that's even, as far as time management goes, that probably benefits me. It does. I mean, it definitely does because I say no. But it doesn't necessarily serve me in other ways. I may be seen as the person who's kind of flaky. Well, let's talk about the birthday party. Okay, so a friend sends a invitation for a birthday party. And my response is, I love this person. I want to show up and honor them on their birthday. And I want them to be seen. I want them to know how much they matter to me. So I'm going to get to that birthday party. And I say yes. And you know, I'm a person who tries to be impeccable with my word. Sure. So once I say yes, I'm in, right? Doesn't really matter what happens. If there's a medical emergency, I can justify, <laughs> like my hematoma, yeah. I can justify. Your haunch. If your haunch my has haunch been impacted. Hematoma. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And so so how would you approach the birthday party invitation from a friend? Birthday party from a friend, I would always, always, almost always say maybe, even best friends. And this is why. Because if I say yes and then have to go, they don't want me there. You don't want me at your party if I have to be there because I'm not fun, right? So I know myself well enough to know that if this is something that's forced, where I'm going to be kind of maybe tired or mm-hmm, feel like I've mm-hmm. been run ragged, if I really need that time for myself and now I'm at your party instead, I can't pull it out. I cannot, you know what I mean? So yes. for, I know myself well enough that I'm just going to, I'm always a maybe. I'm always a maybe. In fact, I had an invitation to a party recently where I said to the host, I might come and chances are I'll show up late and leave early and maybe sneak out the back door and not tell you if that'll work. No, for I'll you. do that. I'll sneak. You out. know what I mean? If, that'll if work nobody for you. knows, I'll I know it sounds a little out. crass or whatever, but <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> no, everybody's done that. Karina. Right, we've all done it. Yes. But I'm trying to be so honest about. So anyway, for me to answer your question, the birthday party situation is mm, maybe, maybe. Because I know myself well enough to know that I don't want to disappoint you. And it's so funny because I know myself well enough to know that I want to make sure. And maybe this isn't really even important. But I'm like, I just want you to know I love you. Right. If I can't come, if I have another thing, then I'll write a note and say, I'm so sorry I can't be there. I would love to, you know, blah, blah, blah. blah. So you can see how I get wrapped around my axle. And I'm saying I love you. I love you so much that I'm not going to show up and be a shithead at your party because I'm tired. Right. right? So it's just a different way of thinking about things. Okay, here's another scenario. So I, again, on it, I know we're not talking about strategies, but I'm just so intrigued by this because I see people, I've worked with people who really have a hard time. Their desk is always piled high. They're slightly frantic, always just a little bit late. It's not a comment about you. I'm always a little bit late. I know. My desk is really beautiful, though. Yes. It's gorgeous, right? Well-organized, who say yes to things and then don't deliver, right? Who have a hard time, and that's not you. I know you're 
true to you or would you stay up till two in the morning to do the thing that you so for you in a lot of ways the reason you're in this position is because you're true to your word mm-hmm. you say yes to things and then you value that thing because you've said yes to it and so you're going to even sacrifice your own sleep or your own time with I'll sacrifice sleep, exercise, eating right, all those kinds of things. In order to accommodate that, right? And I think some other people, maybe the end result is the same, way too much stuff going on, hard to manage, but the reason they got there is a completely different reason. Like, they don't focus very well. Yeah. And so they're constantly being... Moved from thing to thing to thing without without really accomplishing anything. Yeah. Or Barry, my husband Barry, when I first met him, he was the worst person in the world when it came to time management. And his reason was because he just was poor at estimating how much time something was actually going to take. I'm very optimistic. I'm like the most optimistic person on how long it's going to take. You're like, oh yeah, it'll take 15 minutes. 15 minutes, yeah. I remember Barry saying something like, well, I got to run out to so-and-so, do the blah, 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 and then run home. I'll be back in an hour. And I'm like, it's a half an hour drive You're smoking crack. You can't do it in that amount of time. So some people... Maybe it's just as simple as recognizing that everything you, you know, it takes longer to do what you're actually going to do, right? But regardless, people get into this cycle. And then once you start to get behind, then it's awful, which is why I stay up until two, because I can't stand being that far behind, right? right? I got to get caught up. I think what we're really talking about is values. Like I said to you when we were prepping for this show, I said, yeah, my son Gabriel, you know, he procrastinates, he wastes time. And then I took that back. Yeah, you took it back. I was like, that is wrong. That is not a fair characterization. He values his downtime. He values listening to music. He values hanging with his friends. And so there's those things that he does and values. And I was like, that's not procrastinating. That's what he values. And so the next time he says to me, Mama, I procrastinated, I'm going to say, I think that you put other values first, sweetie. Mm -hmm. I think you just didn't get your values straight. You didn't get your priorities straight. Because it's not like he wasted that time. He enjoyed that time. Right. He enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. So I think that's the key. That, for me, has been the key thing in my Marie Kondo process. I start with values. I get clear about what my values are and what's important to me. And I have the benefit of having done an exercise several years ago where I, and I probably said this on the show before, but I wrote down every minute of every day how I spent it for a month, how long it took me to dry my hair, make the kids' lunches, drive the carpool, do the work, answer the call from a friend. Like I had an audit. Did you write down how much time that you spent auditing? Yes. Then you're like, oh, yeah, then I spent yes. two minutes thinking yes. about how long that thing took. I wrote took it me. down. Oh, my goodness. No, I wrote everything down, yeah. and then I added up my time. It was alarming. And so first, like, where are your values? And the second is where you're spending your time. Get real. Get honest with yourself about where you are spending your time. Yeah, because time management really is not about – It's not about minutes. It's not about minutes no. in the day. And, and in fact, that's the great equalizer too, right? Time is a great equalizer. It doesn't matter. No. It doesn't matter who you are. Are, doesn't matter how much money you have. Albert Einstein had 24 hours in a day. Exactly. Doesn't how smart Barack you Obama are. has 24 hours in a day. Michelle. Michelle Obama. Dreamy Michelle Obama has 24 oh, hours man, in a day. I listened to two dope queens interview with Michelle Obama podcast. Was it amazing? She is. They are all. I just. Yes. Okay. I'm going to listen. I want to move in with I love two Michelle dope and two dope queens. Who doesn't want Sorry, to? Sorry. A little name drop there. So this is it, right? So time management mm-hmm. is not about figuring out how. It's about figuring out what you prioritize and what you value and what Mm -hmm. you're putting first. Mm -hmm. Now, it's all well and good with life, 
right? Oh, okay, I must pri- I'm prioritize primping in front of the mirror and blow drying my hair more than I do making that healthy lunch. Yes. Those are the kinds of things that you can adjust at home. When you're at work and you're like, look, dude, I'm sorry. I just don't value that report that you asked me to produce. Yeah, right. No, not <laughs> the same thing. It's not yeah. the same mm-hmm. thing. And so, again, that's the thing where we get stuck in this situation where, A, we want to perform. We want to be promoted. We want to get the paycheck. We want to get the praise and gratitude. Praise and, gratitude. and so we say yes. And then our plate becomes more and more full. Or we have someone who is unrealistic themselves. The person who's giving us the work is unrealistic. They're poor at estimating. I was that person. I supervised people who were doing jobs that I had never done before. And therefore, I was not good at estimating the amount of effort. So I would pile stuff on. I had a communications director, Hannah. She was one of my greatest teachers. She was like, you have no idea what you just asked me to do here. This takes twice as much time as I have in a day and I have all these other things going on. And so I think that's the other piece of it is at work. You don't have the kind of control over decision-making. No. Yeah. And if you do, good for you. Mm -hmm. You do. I do. Well, no, you know, in some respects I do, but I have a lot of bosses. Yeah, I have 250 bosses, right, have expectations of me. And so we all have to juggle that shit and ask ourselves, What's going to give? And in your case, like you said, you give up sleep, you give up nutrition, you give up exercise. Because I'm not giving up my family. Right. You're not giving up your family. Mm -hmm. You're not giving up community. So when it all comes back to work and it zeroes all in, like all of these things in our real everyday lives are kind of out of focus for just a minute. And you and I come back and think about how does this manifest itself in a work day? Mm -hmm. And what can I do about it? What can I do about it? And I think no wonder this is an issue. Like you said, you, you and I both read what article after article after article it's about so this. It's so interesting. All the co- so I it's probably a big read issue. People 20 mm-hmm. wrestle with this. It's all Women. the time and the lists are very very similar. We talk about time management at work and honestly, the thing that came back again and again and again was no, say no and do less. Like that's the one thing that I saw on every single like how do you manage your time article, strategy, whatever it was. Yes. which is difficult at work. But I think saying to your boss, I have these four things from you for you that need to be done. Tell me which one is the most important. I'll get to that first. If you're not clear, don't just get like stuck in a whirling dervish of mess. Go back and say, hey, I've got these four things. You set the priorities. What do I start first? Here's how much time these are going to take. Right. I want to get these done in the way that works best for you. What if it's the lineup of people outside your office and everybody has something that's a quasi-emergency right there that very minute. I think recognize, figuring out how to recognize, in your situation, you're asking a boss, say like, hey, help me figure out which one is which a priority. Which one do I want done first? In your own mind, you also need to be able to do that. I did an exercise one time, you know, off the cuff with staff, like, look, I drew a circle. This one right here is urgent. Yes. And then an overlapping circle, that Venn diagram, this one yes. over here is important. Mm-hmm. But and not the, urgent. And But, you know, and the third one was strategic. Mm-hmm. And I was like, right here in the center. This right where urgent and important and strategic meet, that's when you come knocking on my door. Everything else can wait for a check-in or you can send me an email. about. So figuring out in your own mind how to basically assign value to the various things that are on your list is also very important to time management. You know, also for people that that aren't in the management position, I have found it very effective to put – 
we have this button on our phone called DND, do not disturb. And I put that on my door every once in a while. If I've got something I need to do, I lock myself in and I put DND on my door, which people know is only for an emergency. And now everybody in the office does it. Everybody does it when they need to focus it's on something. It's almost like office hours. Did you notice that? So we get our podcast produced by Resonate Recordings. Oh, this was great. And we just got an email from Rachel, who's somebody we work with there regularly. Shout out to Resonate. And in her signature line, she says... Office, office hours, hours from 8.30 to 12 or whatever Yeah, it was. and we know she works full-time, so she's just yeah. saying to her clients, I respond to emails and do this kind of work from 8 to 12, and then I'm on projects for the afternoon. So again, kind of setting up whatever system is where you can be clear about when you can be interrupted and when you can't is beautiful. So, okay, so we've talked about a lot of these things throughout the show, which is be clear about what you're valuing. Be clear about how you're actually spending your time, the time audit, right? Yeah. And then we've talked about some strategies, like do the thing you don't want to do first, the hard, the unpleasant thing. Like eat you the, called it the eat, big Eat hairy. the big hairy frog, right? You know, office hours, lock yourself in. You know, I love this one that was on most of the list, sleep seven or eight hours. Yes. So that you're in your right mind. Yes. Right? So I'm encouraging all the listeners out there, like I'm encouraging myself, right? Just keep at this. I just think it's like yoga. It's a practice that we have to, not everybody can maintain the perfect mountain pose like Karina can, right? (laughs) I mean, seriously, the rest of us are practicing to stay up on our feet and keep at it. Yes. Keep at it. And give yourself grace. And mm-hmm. I think that's just it. I mean, I think, thank you for the kudos or the kind words about my time management. Oh, and there it is. Oh, my gosh. Does anybody hear the toilet flushing? The cameo. I don't know if it's a toilet. It's the, a cameo performance. Almost every podcast, we get the cameo pipes moving water above our heads down here in the KMRE studio. It's somehow soothing. I love it. Me too. I feel like I'm at the beach. It's like a water feature. Exactly. <laughs> All right. All right. We got to wrap this show Love up. You folks. I want to make sure. Make work wanna, great. Oh, here's the other. The, just declutter, organize, and be strategic about the things that you spend your time on. And let's see. I want to hear if anybody is making some progress on this. Please tell me you're making progress. Please help me. Please help inspire me. <laughs> Send us an email at yougettowork.com. Don't forget to check us out on our Facebook page, Karina and Kirsten Get to Work. We're going to post tips and tricks and articles that we reference in today's show. And have a great week at work. Have a great Great week work. Make the best of your time. Thanks, Kirsten. Bye. Well, that was fun. If you liked that episode, find us on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, take a look at our website at yougettowork.com. Thanks for listening. Karina and Kirsten Get to Work is recorded at Community Powered KMRE 102.3 FM in Bellingham, Washington, and streaming at KMRE.org. And thanks to our sound engineer, Kevin Leja. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin.